Good morning. Well, good morning, sir. And how are you? Peachy. <laughs> Peachy. You sound you sound uh, very uh, <coughs> clear and professional today. Thanks. Well, I think the difference is a lot of times when you talk to me, it's through the speakers of your car. Yeah. And so it's less less uh, clear. Correct. I am on a headset this yeah. morning, so yeah, there you have it. Well, so, there you have it. So how the hell are you, sir? What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. So it was funny. I was uh, I had my one-on-one with my employee yesterday, and she's she's listened to the show. Uh, obviously, I think I think she listened to the show before I hired her. She was doing her due diligence and doing doing research on her uh, would-be boss, right? And so, right, kind of stumbled across Changer POV because if you Google Google my name, it's gonna be just gonna kind of jump out and slap you across the face, right. <laughs> and so. So she's listened to several of our shows. I, I don't know which ones. Uh-oh. But uh, so I was, uh, we had a one-on-one yesterday, and I was uh, basically, she asked me a question about the podcast. I don't remember what it was. And, uh, and the conversation about you kind of came up. And I, and, and I was explaining to her the difference in, in, our, in our mind's eye, the difference between like-minded and like-hearted, right? And, and I said that, you know, what one of the reasons or one of the things that I really – um, value in my relationship with my co-host uh, is the fact that he, he calls me on my bullshit and and you know basically lets me know that I'm full of shit. And she says, she says I can I could so hear his voice telling you right now to do that. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! I'm like I'm like yes. As a matter of fact, I can too. Every time I'm about to do some stupid right. shit, I can hear Bennett in my head. Like you're full of shit. Like you're full of shit. Like no, stop. Knock it off. That was pretty funny. Yeah, man. Oh, that is pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Yeah. So I've got some nice bulletproof coffee that I'm drinking. Yeah. I. That's good. I do not have bulletproof coffee, but I. I do have. uh, I do have some. Really. Other kind of. I don't know. I don't know the brand of it. And for those for those that don't know who, for those that don't know what bulletproof coffee is, is where you take yeah bulletproof. Yeah, explain to us uh, bulletproof coffee, my friend. All right. So it, and it's not necessarily bulletproof. I mean, it, it's just kind of well, a generic like, name that came out. Yeah, of. it's kind of like the the, <laughs> the 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 name of the type of coffee, I guess. Right. Not not right. Well, it's like calling. It's like calling yeah. ibuprofen. It's like calling ibuprofen Advil. Okay, it is. Even if it's the generic brand. Freaking Verizon. Yeah, dead zone. Anyway, so it dropped. It. I, there's a dead zone for me. I it wasn't no, it for wasn't you, for me. Know. But yeah, you just kind of like. All right. So, gone. what was the last thing you heard? Uh, so it's like. Uh, like generic, even if it's the generic kind. So bulletproof coffee. All right. So bulletproof coffee is basically called bulletproof coffee because Dave Asprey, the guy who created. Yeah. It's basically. Man, you're you're coming in pretty broken, bro. 
like, sounding nice and clear. You were you were sounding good for a bit, and then you just started like breaking up, like no. It's because I'm driving through hell on earth. <laughs> okay, you sound better now. All right, so yeah, so bulletproof coffee. <clears throat> Basically, it's just MCT oil and butter mixed in a blender with coffee, and it gives you this nice frothy, creamy, awesome. Drink. What's the benefit of MCT oil, though? MCT oil effectively puts your your brain. Uh, it basically delivers ketones directly to your brain uh, and makes you, in essence, smarter. So for, you buy for all these bit. ingredients separately. Ketones. Right? Yeah, there's just two ingredients though. It's just MCT oil butter. and butter, man. Okay, and you just stick it in your uh, butter. Stick it in your coffee. Stick it in my. Uh, ninja blender thing and oh blend because it up. is it is it is it necessary to emulsify it otherwise it'll float yeah. yes yes and then you'll just be drinking yeah so gross. um yeah emulsification is very important when i first started putting when i first started very. putting coconut oil in my coffee i didn't know this and so i just stick coconut oil in there and i would just kind of stir it up and let it melt you know and then Oh, and I would yeah, like drink my coffee on my way to work. Next thing you know, I got like an oil slick on my face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, because you have this giant, you have this giant hot blob of coconut oil sitting on top yeah. of your coffee that like scalds your face off. <laughs> it keeps the, uh, keeps the goatee nice and shiny though. If you spill a little bit on yourself. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I would say something else, but I'm not going to go there. So. so so, you emulsify in your little ninja your MCT oil and, uh, and butter. And what is it? And so, and then yep. you've got the, obviously, the added benefit of it, it being coffee. And there's caffeine, obviously, there as well. So what does this, uh, what does this yep. do to your day? I mean, do you notice a difference if you don't? It just starts yeah. my day off right, yeah. I'm not like, because I'm, yeah. I'm a breakfast eater. And, um, I mean, not, not that breakfast is bad. You should eat breakfast if you, if you need to, but what it does is it holds that off for me and allows me to, I don't know, makes life easier. There's all kinds of health benefits too that. Interesting. That, that it's kind of too hard and science to go into here. I dig it. Just look it up. Just look it up. Right. Use the Google. The Google. Use the Google. Very, very fancy. Yeah. That's good. So it's pretty fun. So today, today at my work <laughs> is share a Coke day. Share a Coke. Share so, a Coke. Uh, so I'm wearing a, a very red share a Coke t-shirt, um, uh, as is everybody else in my office and, and across our territory, yeah. which is good. So share a Coke is the, uh, you know the the Coke the Coke that has the like the names on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's yeah. that's basically the Share Coke campaign. So they kind of they kind of yeah. turn off the Share Coke, so they stop the uh, the labels with names in the in the winter time, and then they relaunch it every summer. Basically, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. So on on the shelves coming to any store near you really soon is going to be Coca Cola bottles with different names on them. Uh, which is really cool. However, this year is a little bit different, and 
and once you pick up a share Coke bottle, it's got a name on it. There on the label itself, you, you have the ability to kind of peel off a little section of the label and it reveals essentially a QR code, right? And, and so you get like the uh, Coca-Cola app on your phone and it's, you know, you can get it on Android or, or iOS. And what you do is you peel off the, the label and then you scan the, the little QR code and you have an option to either select like a local, like a regional or local prize or more of a, like a national prize. For example, like I live pretty close to like uh, Six Flags. And so if I scan my bottle, I can like choose a local prize. And one of the local prizes in my area is a chance to win uh, a ticket, a Six Flags ticket, basically, right? Now, for like for like a right. national type thing, then you have like the chance to win like a, a I don't know, twenty five dollar gift card at you know whatever, right? Some like Amazon, I think it is like twenty five dollar Amazon. So anybody in the country can benefit from an Amazon gift card, right? So so it's pretty yep. interesting. Uh, and it's just, like I said, it's just launching this year, uh, and their bottles are just now starting to come out. And I know that you, Bennett, actually live in my territory. You live in Syracuse, which is a part of our territory that we cover. So, uh, make sure you grab yourself a Coke and actually grab yourself and someone else a Coke today and share it with somebody. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm cool. listening to that. Did I share with you that book that I'm listening to right now? Which one? Um, God, what's your name? Jen something. Uh, you're a badass. Yeah. Yeah. So right. yeah, the one, the the chick that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I said anyway, I think I. You're a badass, and you're a badass. Yeah. There's money two books. I'm listening to her first book yep. right now, and it's like okay. insane. It's got like twenty-seven thousand five-star reviews or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And uh, I'm listening to this to her book man really really one nice thing about her book is it's also um narrated by her right and we've talked about this many many times we've talked about um, books that are narrated and here's the thing right so i just got done recently listening to a book called love does uh which if you've not listened to that book or read it it's it's amazing that that book also has just an ungodly number of positive reviews so I just got done listening to Love Does, and it was amazing because I was just like, I got done listening to the book, and I'm like, man, I, I really, really enjoyed that book, and I couldn't put my finger on why I enjoyed that book so much. And then I started listening to her book, and I'm and I'm finding the same type of uh, thing with her book, and I started to ask myself, what is it about these two books that I really, really enjoyed? It's different than some, a lot of these other books that I've I listened to or have read. And I think it really comes down to the fact that um, in both of these books, uh, the authors tell stories, right? And um, yeah. it's pretty funny. You know how, you know how when, um, when, you're, when you're focused on something, you notice it every time? It's called the, yes. it's called the there, there's like a, a special name for it. It's called the Honda I think I call it the Honda Civic effect or something like that. It's like, like if yeah. you if you own if you go and buy a Honda Civic, next thing you know, like all you see is Honda Civics, right? Honda Civics, right? So I'm looking, I'm thinking about like this whole like this concept about storytelling, right? And um, 
And it's funny because I'm like, I'm kind of thinking about this whole concept of storytelling. And then my, my employee actually shared with me on LinkedIn, an article, uh, and it, the title of the article, and I'll post it on my LinkedIn profile for anybody that's interested. And it's Jeff Bezos, who is the CEO of, uh, of Amazon, uh, banned PowerPoint in meetings. And, uh, and he talks about what his replacement is. And so I guess not only Jeff Bezos of Amazon, but also the CEO of uh, Google and, and um, uh, Richard Branson and uh, Elon Musk. So like a lot of these really... Um, well-known yeah. CEOs, they're, they're like doing away with PowerPoint because they're saying that bullet points and PowerPoint is just an incredibly ineffective way to communicate. And so what they're doing is they're replacing it, or at least Jeff Bezos is replacing PowerPoint um, in his presentation for his executives uh, to this. Basically, it's a, it's a narrative. It's a storytelling memo. So uh, if you want to present something, you basically write it up on a document and you in, in a basically in a narrative and and you go everybody goes to the meeting and everybody basically takes 30 minutes of quiet time and they read the narrative and then they have an open discussion about what they've just read and it's just and, and it's because Pete mind's eye your your brain thinks in and and retains information in forms of stories versus bullet points so it's just this incredible like like i said I, i'm thinking about storytelling and, um, and I just starting to see this whole concept of storytelling all over the place. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things about these two books that is really, really powerful, um, is the way that they present their, uh, their concept is through stories. So love does the author, he'll tell a story and then he'll t- basically talk about what that story means. You know what I mean? And brings it into like context. Uh, very, very, yeah. very, very, very fascinating. So just kind of throwing it out there. So as we explore um, opportunities to write some books, I think we should uh, look at these two models in terms of, uh, of, of narrative storytelling. Right. That's awesome. I mean, that's, it's definitely a better way to uh, communicate, you know, I mean, people always, when they, when you talk about like keynotes and things like that, I always re- relate better to the stories. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like a duh yeah. kind of thing. But yet, but yet so few people right. do it. Now, I was listening to another book, and, and I won't say who it is. It's a veteran, a great guy. And it's his, and I mean, kudos to him. It's his first attempt at a book, and he published it, and, he, and he's, he's up on Audible. I mean, it's amazing that he, that he's been successful in that. Um, but, I'm listening to his book or I tried to, and it was just, all, it was basically like listening to bullet points. It's like, if you want this in your life, then this, then this, then this, then this. I'm like, it's like military yeah, I'm class. like, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know. And it was so absent of any real stories that it, it was incredibly difficult to listen to and very difficult to relate to because it was like, it was like, it was like listening to somebody read out of an encyclopedia. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah. great info. I mean, it was very packed of, of stats and, and knowledge and quotes from other people. And I guess that's all okay, but it was so absent of, of personal stories. 
Yeah, like bat better served as like a word. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if I, and that's the thing, if I'm listening to something, I don't, dude. A workbook is not, you know, <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a field manual in the military, right? It's like, huh? yeah, right. No, and exactly. And unfortunately, that's what I, I've read a bunch of veterans' yeah. books, and that's how they uh-huh. read. They read like field right. manuals. It's because that's like in their yeah, DNA. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sort of, you know, and it doesn't mean it's wrong. No, it's just, yes. But, but I think you, you need to, I don't know. I, it's almost like it needs to be packaged. Well, and that's the thing. That. Both of these books, uh, uh, You're a Badass and Love Does, both have a just a sick number of positive reviews. We're talking like in the tens of thousands of reviews, which is just... I mean, you know how hard it is to get people to leave a review. Do you know what I mean? And the yeah. fact that these two yes. books have that many positive reviews, like, that really means that, like, like for us, like, for example, if somebody leaves a review, like, actually goes through the effort of leaving us a review, we know that there's at least 10 other people out there that feel the same way. They just, they just, didn't, yeah. they just didn't go through the motions to leave a review, right? Correct. So if Absolutely. you got twenty seven thousand people leaving a five star review, you ten x you ten x yeah. that, and that's the number of people that like feel all the same way about it, right? So, and that's the thing, right? Why do these two particular books have such high reviews? I guarantee you, it's because the way that they're written, and it's all story based. So yep. So that's a that's a food for thought, folks. Yeah, and I and yeah, us for sure. That's the way you that's write how a book. You do it. If um, that's how you write a successful book that you want other people to care about, right? If you're just writing a book yeah. just because you want to slap author the next to your name on your LinkedIn profile, then right? Then whatever, knock out whatever. You can write right? the other book. That's great. More power to it because it's still not no, easy. Right. Exactly right. It's still not right. easy to do, and it says nothing against any of them that writes their books that way. Because guess what? We still need yeah. the knowledge, and you know what? I still bought and read right, exactly. Yeah. So at the end of right. the day, um, and you know what? Those books, those ones that are written like field manuals, frankly, are the ones that I buy hard. Yes, yeah, that's true. Of. That is true. Because then I go back and I use them as a reference. Right. right. You know? Um, but the story. Yeah. The, I, I've done that. And many so have times. I. It, and the difference is the story based books are ones that I can literally listen to over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, right. and I may not, I may not do that with. The, <laughs> well, there's a couple of uh, instructional field manual type books that I own. Um, some of them are more technical, and I keep them in my office because I refer back to them as a as a reference guide or desk instruction kind of thing, you know. So I mean, there's yeah. there's there's a place for all of that. I'm not knocking the non story storyline based books, but I'm just saying. Um. If you're interested in capturing someone's attention, whether it's uh, writing a book or giving a presentation in front of a, a, a team of executives, um, you're going you're gonna to do much better for yourself if you frame it in the form of stories. Absolutely. I concur. So, there you go, man. Yeah. Well, it's been good talking to you. Good talk. Yeah, you right. too. <clears throat> I got to go uh, do some Yeah, work. me too. I got to go share some Cokes. Have fun with okay, that, man. All right, Talk brother. Later. Take Bye. care.